welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts, and I believe that we all have a purpose, and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of People with Purpose. Uh, we're continuing the Calm series today we're on the subject of communication. And in the last episode, uh, last Friday on this subject, I, uh, I spoke about communication and uh, the need uh, for communication to have, a, have an impact and have an outcome and have a result and uh, for it to create an urge. And I described how we can understand what each other needs from communication. Um, and uh, the so the U of urge is understand, uh, the R is reframe, and the G is the gift of communication, and E is how you can really embody it. And so today we're going to talk about how you can reframe. So as we covered last time around, people have a view of the world. People have their own model of the world that's uh, – the thing that they tap into to then process information that comes their way. It helps us all to, um, to really kind of pick out what's important and uh, what is driven from a, an initial uh, primal need to keep us safe and keep us alive. means that quite often we might see uh, things in a negative way initially, especially if it feels like a threat. So if you as a leader are looking to uh, to make a change, to mobilize a team, to align a team, to um, to really move things forward, then your ability to understand that that's how we're all made, right? That's how we're all made and we're all unique. And so therefore, it's on you. It's your responsibility to communicate in a way that uh, really means that they say what you're seeing. You're, you're understood. Tapping into those um, those senses that we all have that can really help us to um, to bring uh, colour and richness to life, but also, if left untended, can um, also bring like a poorer, more a less abundant and more scarce view of the world. So, the role of the leader is to harness communication to expand people's view of the world, to encourage people to see a possibility, to know people, um, so that people know they feel safe to, um, to test and understand what it is that you're saying, to bring their own view, to challenge their own view. And you can help people to reframe their view of the world. So if our map of the world is uh, formed by our experiences, so we distort, delete, or generalize things that come into our conscious mind by putting them through the filters, which are our experiences, our, our, our memories, our beliefs, and our attitudes, then all of that affects our state, you know, quite subconsciously. Um, our mental and emotional state, how we react and respond to things, we can choose how to react. But if it's all subconscious, then actually what happens is our mental and emotional state can determine how we behave more than 
what our intent is, more than our desire. And if we allow a, uh, an unhelpful state to determine our behaviour, that will directly impact our results. And as a leader, it will directly impact the results of your team. So to help you and your team achieve better results, you've got to have better behaviour. And to have better behaviours, you've got to have a better state. And to have a better state, you've got to have better memories, attitudes, beliefs, and a better map of the world. And this isn't about judging people's you know, representations of what they see, hear, feel, smell, and taste. But this is about accepting and understanding that we've all got our own view. But we can all see things from a different perspective if we perhaps choose to take a different example and look at it from another point of view. So if something happens and when things happen to us, an external event of some kind, a problem arises, or an opportunity arises, it's not the external event that's actually the problem or the opportunity. It's how it's viewed and the meaning that is attached to it. So whilst you can't and sometimes isn't right to completely delete what's actually happened. Sometimes it is right to reframe what's happened, change the meaning, or challenge the meaning perhaps. So if there's a, an example where, which I used last time around, so, you know, you raise your hand in the classroom at school and you say something and everyone laughs. And in your um, adult mind, you look back on that memory and, and you think, well, okay, when I speak up, people laugh at me. They make fun of me. But, you know, what was really going on in that situation? I mean, you can't change the facts of it, but you can interpret the meaning of it in lots of different ways. It might be that you said something funny and they thought it was genuinely funny. They might have been laughing at you, but what was going on in their lives to make them react in that kind of way. I mean, kids can be cruel, right? And kids have got different filters to adults. What was the teacher doing? Well, what do you know about that teacher's experience at that point in time? What was going on in their life? How many times had that already happened that day? And the teacher had made every attempt to encourage and be fully inclusive. And maybe that was the one occasion in their day, in their week, in their entire career where they lost control of a classroom. And unfortunately, it was you. If that's the case, does that reframe the situation? Does that make you think, well, okay, maybe then if I do put my hand up and speak out next time, maybe people won't laugh. Maybe people will listen. And can you also think, okay, there's that memory. 
But how many times have I said something in conversation? How many times have you put your hand up or stepped forward or said something and people have nodded and agreed and appreciated you for doing that? So like I say, whilst you can't necessarily always delete what's happened and it might not be right to do so, you can reframe it. You can change the meaning. And helping your team to do this is, is kind of at the heart, I think, of, of being a great leader. And in many ways, it's, it's what it's all about. So let's go through a couple of examples. So again, this is sort of building on the understand bit. So listening to what people say. So sometimes people will uh, take a view that says they know stuff. When in reality, it's just, it's just their map of the world. I use the word just advisedly. So I know you don't like me. I know you don't like situations like this. I know you're um, feeling sad today, but you know, what can we do? With it? Now, people will say things like that. And in doing so, they're claiming to kind of know what your thoughts are, they're claiming to know your intention and your motivation. And really they've got no basis for it. It's kind of an interpretation. It's kind of a perception. And a lot of this is about perception. And if someone says, I know you don't like me, what are they doing in their view of the world? Is that a distortion? Or is it a generalization? Probably more likely a distortion. So I know you don't like me. What does that say about how they're viewing the world and what they're doing to di distort it? So how can you reframe that? Well, if someone says, I know you don't like me, you can begin to ask questions to, to not to kind of deny it, not to defend. So how do you know? That's what I feel. That's how I feel. That's what I think. And you can begin to get into a conversation and you might then learn something about your behavior. Another distortion or potentially generalization can be it's, it's rude to speak up without being invited or it's, it's good to always be on time. So, you know, whilst there may be an element of truth in that. It's rude to speak up without being invited. Well, who says? Well, how do you know that? Again, it could be a kind of a upbringing thing, this. You know, it's good to be on time. It's rude to be noisy. Sometimes these things come from kind of childhood experiences and it's a, either a distortion or a generalization because Sometimes it's not rude to speak up. Sometimes it's acceptable to, um, to turn up when you can, as long as you let them know. So, yeah, who says so? How do you know? It's a good way to kind of reframe that kind of a distortion or generalization. Quite often as well, when you're speaking with people, there's this whole thing about cause and effect. 
And when people make um, generalizations like, um, you know, you're making me sad or you always do that, quite often they're in effect, you know? And what they're doing is they're actually taking an effect that they don't enjoy uh, and they're attaching a cause to it um, and they're living in that world of effect. When in reality, if you can kind of reframe it for them by saying, okay, how specifically um, are you, are people, am I making you sad? Or if you take the example of um, of, uh, of of you know, somebody saying that okay, when I'm when I'm in a noisy environment, it causes me anxiety. What will that do to them? That will stop them maybe from going to meetings, to parties, to um, conferences. They're in the effect, you know. A noisy environment causes me anxiety, and you can ask them, okay, so how? So what is it about being in that environment? that creates that feeling. And then you can build on that by saying, okay, so have you ever been in a, in a scenario where you've been in a noisy environment and you haven't felt like that? It's a way of reframing to encourage people to think that takes them out of the effect and into what the cause might be. Really, this is about coaching. It's about asking questions to, I suppose, help people to think a little bit differently about the assumptions that they're making. Another um, thing that you hear people saying quite a lot is these sort of definitive statements about always, never, um, the real extremes, you know. And, you know, what can you do to reframe that by asking a question? Really? Does that always happen? Always. Can you think of a time when, when that hasn't been the outcome, when that hasn't been the result? You know, and then sometimes people join these things together and they say, you always are grumpy when you're with me, which means that you don't like me. So what they're doing is they're joining two things together. And, you know, there might be a message for you in there. <laughs> to be fair, from the point of view, okay, um, something for you to reflect on, could be feedback. But what you could do is you could say, okay, so how does, how does me being grumpy mean that I don't like you? you know, what about a time when we've been together and I've not been grumpy? Have you felt like I haven't liked you then? There are different things that you can do to reframe, to ask the question, to, to pull this out. Now, a lot of this is about relationships and about interactions one-to-one -one with each other. And more often than not, the right time to reframe with somebody else is when you're in more of a kind of a safe environment. And for most people, that will be in more of a one-to-one -one environment. So what they say about, uh, you know, praise in public, and challenge in private. There's an 80-20 on everything. Some people don't respond well to being praised in public, so you've got to understand what they need. But 
it's probably more like 95% of people that don't want to be challenged in public. And these are gentle questions, right? So how specifically does this happen? And then, you know, as back to that, um, you're always grumpy with me, which means you don't like me. And another question you could ask is, well, as someone who's been grumpy, uh, ever been somebody that's liked you? And possibly, yes, they have. Possibly their grumpiness says more about them than it does about you. So being able to reframe, you can, you can use language, you can use tonality, you can use your body language to make sure you're in a place where if you are reframing with somebody, you can ask a question, but to go deeper, you really need to have that rapport, that connection with them. They need to feel safe. That's really important. But it's important as a leader to observe the distortions and the generalizations that appear in people's language and the things that they say. Because the world that you say creates the world you say. So if somebody has a belief that you don't like them because you're grumpy around them, then you need to take responsibility for that not just from the point of view of your communication, but from the point of view of asking a question and reframing it to enable them to see it in a different way. Because everyone you communicate with has a unique perspective, a perception, and it's made up. It's a made up view of the world that's based on their experience. And the things that people say and the way they say them, you included, gives a window into two main things, beliefs and preferences. So beliefs about themselves, about others and about the world and what they believe is or isn't possible. And then preferences, how they use their senses how they like to receive information. And so how you can help people with your communication is by being aware and understanding that we're all different. It's by looking in the way you communicate with others to cater for the wide range of senses that people use to receive and interpret information. By understanding that communication is a two-way thing, so what you are projecting is what will be perceived. And then in practical terms, it's about how you practice it. So I'd like to give you an exercise to do to really bring this kind of understanding and reframing activity into a real context for you, just to play with it. And like I said, this is not about coercion. Uh, this is not about manipulation. This is about getting a better understanding of yourself so you can be a better leader. This is about getting a better understanding of others so you can be a better leader, so you can be more relevant, so you can have more impact. So 
take this as an exercise to go through. So pick one person in your team or in your life, someone you'd like to work better with. And take one week to observe and listen intently to what they say. Just notice it. Just notice the kind of words they use. Notice the kind of tonality. Notice their body language. And particularly look out for their preferences for thinking and feeling. So do they use the word, I think, or I feel more often? Look out for their uh, use of language that uh, reflects an interest in visual stimulus or auditory. Sounds good, feels good, kinesthetic, that looks good. What sort of language do they use that might give you a clue as to what their preferences are? What kind of beliefs do they ascribe to? How often do they use the word? always or never, and again, when talking about themselves. So in week one, with your person that you want to work better with, observe and specifically look out for those thinking and feeling and sensory preferences and those beliefs. And then week two, begin to inquire. So begin to ask better questions. And like I say, this is not about judgment. This is about curiosity. If you've got a head full of judgment, you've got no room for curiosity. So put your judgments to one side. Remember, you're not telling them what to think or how to feel. You're asking them questions to really kind of begin to enable them to think about what it is that they're saying. So, you know, really, always? Well, can you think of a time that didn't happen? Okay, in what way does this mean that? How could you change it to make it work? What other questions could you ask? How specifically? Or offer a counterexample. Um, can you think of a situation where... Um, this has happened, but there's been a different result. Use some of those examples that uh, I shared a few moments ago. But gently. And then in the third week, I'd encourage you to practice it. So with that one individual, have a conversation, like a more of a kind of a one-to-one -one type conversation. I'd like to be a better leader. Come from a point of view of what your intention is. I'd like to become a better leader. And I've, I've noticed this. How can we work together? And how can you help me to be a better leader? How can we work together on this situation to improve our relationship? Because when we prioritize bringing out the best in ourselves and in others, Results and success will follow. And the other important thing about week three is if you do get into a situation where you are uh, giving feedback, it's very, very important to also ask for feedback too. Because like I say, communication is a two-way thing. 
And you need to take responsibility for your communication. The meaning of the message you convey is the response that you get. And if you want your communication to be a gift, you have to accept that once a gift has been given, it's up to them what they do with it. So if you want to give a gift that's meaningful, and if you want to receive gifts from others that are meaningful also, then being open to that feedback, being willing to invest the time in understanding and observing, and then being willing to invest the time in asking the right questions to reframe, to encourage others to, to think and to feel and to look at things from a different perspective so they really can bring out the best in themselves is going to be a really empowering process for you to go through. So in the next episode, we're going to be talking about the gift of communication and how to embody that so you can harness the power of communication not for manipulation not for coercion but for connection and so you can bring out the best in yourself and others to really bring great results and success for all thanks for listening and i'll catch you again on the show soon thanks for listening to people with purpose I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, Tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.